The final edition Radio Hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighbourhoods and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire, that is. Good morning, I'm Jeff Chrysler. And I'm Tony Hedrock. And this is the final edition Radio Hour. So, Jeffers, old boy, are you excited by the end of your country? My country? It's your country too, you know, Tony. You're a citizen. True, but I maintain this accent so that when Trump orders the slaughter of all American infidels, I can flee. What are you talking about? Your snooty little British twang will make you the first target of the anti-intellectual armed mobs. Yes, but should I escape their clutches, I can get into another country because I'm British, not American. So? So? You think anyone else is going to take American refugees after you refuse theirs? Good point. But what about my dick? Um, I'm afraid to ask. Uh, what about your dick? I mean, I've got a penis. It's not gigantic, but it's adequate, or as Herr Trump says, I promise you there's no problem down there. Okay, and... And my penis is all that matters. It's my worth. It's an international measure of value, and it should grant me access to the rest of the world. Your dick should get you in anywhere. Yep. Why are you trying to ram this penis idea down our throats? Because the great leaders of the world, from Trump to Rupert Murdoch to Nancy Reagan, they've all shown me that power is granted by how big a penis is and into whose body I shove it. You learned that from them? Well, them and this week's show. This week's show? Yeah, there's a lot of cock talk in this week's show, Tony, and I just wanted to prepare our listeners for that and somehow justify it. It's not all about your cock, is it, Jeff? Uh... No, not mine at all. It's a panel plea of cocks from around the world. The greatest cocks of the past, present, and future. All cocks, all the time. Well, I can certainly go down on that. Okay, then we're ready for... The, the final, final edition, edition Radio Hour. Hour. The preceding was written by a female writer. Our one female writer. The final edition is proud to present Great Moments in the Life of Nancy Reagan. Number 1, 1951. Nancy Davis meets Ronald Reagan. Well, hello there, little lady. What can I do for you? People think I'm this other actress called Nancy Davis, and she's a commie. Oh, well, maybe I can fix that. But uh, what do I get? After all, I am head of the Screen Actors Guild. Oh my, you put an idea in my pretty little head. <laughs> well, that won't be the only thing. Man on the street! A Florida mom who runs a pro-gun Facebook page was accidentally shot by her four-year-old son. The final edition asked the man on the street, what do you think? Shot in the back, and you're to blame. You give guns a bad name. Bad name. I guess she lived, but she would have died the way she lived. Putting her kids in danger. To be fair, she just let him watch Hateful Eight. I think a four-year-old is old enough for the chair. Look, I have a four-year-old nephew, and the amount of times he's told me he wants to kill me. Well, you know who was right? That person who said, you'll shoot your eye out. He was defending himself. He has a peanut allergy. More like the right to teddy bear arms. Am I right? <laughs> you would do the same thing in traffic. Admit it. That's impressive. I didn't shoot my mom until I was twice his age. He learned it from you, Mom. He learned it from you. Why don't you go to your room and think about what you've done? How many bullets in the chamber? One, two, three... Ah, 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 ah! Well, they didn't get carjacked, did they? Hello, this is a public service announcement from the German government's Office of Cultural Affairs. It seems our country's history has left us with our hands tied behind our backs. Not literally, though for some years they did tie our hands onto our backs so the right one couldn't shoot up into a Hitler greeting. <laughs> 
Now it's only figurative, but still, it's left us in quite a pickle. We've just accepted hundreds of thousands of refugees into our country, some of which have really backwards ideology. But since the world is watching, we've got to be very careful. Unfortunately, we have to let these asylum seekers mingle with the educated and progressive German people, even though we'd much rather concentrate them, you know, into separate homes or barracks or camps. But we can't do that anymore. So instead, we are offering a special visa to any foreign refugee women who'd like to come here and let themselves be sexually assaulted by the men from their countries. Hurrah! Our sexual assault numbers stay low, yours stay the same. Free healthcare, free education, free pretzels, and free rape kits. We'll also throw in unlimited free abortions. So ladies, find a male escort to bring you down to the Vaterland and help us support your highly misogynistic belief system so our women can keep on working towards equality in ours. The final edition is proud to present Great Moments in the Life of Nancy Reagan. Number 2, 1956. Nancy meets Rock Hudson on the set of Giant. Mm. Hello there, Mrs. Reagan. Welcome to my trailer. Over on the MGM lot, they say you can suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Why, thanks, Rock, baby. But don't you swing the other way? Oh, none of your beeswax, Mrs. Reagan. Far as I'm concerned, your name is James Dean. Hello, and welcome to the final edition of Radio Hour's interview. Today, we're talking yet again to someone who is a key player in this year's Republican presidential primary. Please welcome Donald Trump's penis. Call me Mr. Trump's penis, if you don't mind. We're running for president here. Let's have a little dignity, okay? As you wish. We are, as you point out, in the middle of a presidential election, and you find yourself thrust into the middle of it. <laughs> I find myself thrust into a lot of things, believe me. Don't worry about that. The vaginas love me. Absolutely love me. They cannot get enough of me. And there's plenty to go around. I can guarantee you that. Vaginas all over this country are moistening for me. South Carolina vaginas were soaking wet from me. Nevada pussies, same thing. Even the snatch in Massachusetts. I moisten evangelical vaginas, young vaginas, old vaginas, poorly educated vaginas. I love the poorly educated pussies. You are doing surprisingly well with women. And it's not just the vaginas. We're going to do well with mouths, buttholes, you name it. We're going to absolutely kill it with orifices of every kind. That includes male and female orifices? Hey, look. I'm a big believer in traditional banging. One cock and one twat. Call me old-fashioned, but if people want to offer me rectums, throats, what have you, who am I to say no? True. Now, the controversy surrounding you, as I'm sure you're aware, centers on your, well, on your size. Seeing you here now, I've got to say, I'm not sure we're talking presidential timber. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold it right there. First of all, I'm flaccid right now, okay? I'm not going to let people judge me after I just spent a whole day crammed into a pair of Calvin Kleins, all right? Let me tell you something. When I am elected, I will be erect and I will be huge. Do you hear me? Huge. I'm going to be so erect and so large, it will make your head spin. And when the Chinese see how large and how erect I am, they will back down. Believe me, because they cannot compete. The Chinese have tiny dicks, yet they've been sticking it to this country. That all changes when I get hard, let me tell you. Well, there's the thing about the size of Donald Trump's hands that's... Let me tell you about Donald Trump's hands, okay? Just so you understand. I know he defends his hands, but only because he has to. Take it from me. The hands are losers. That's right, losers. They're small, they got stubby fingers, and they make me look bad. Because people make assumptions about me based on them. And let me say just one other thing about the hands. They are chokers, alright? You heard right. 
chokers. I know, because they choke me on a regular basis throughout adolescence. Every chance they got, choke, 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 groping me with those tiny fingers. But you know what? It made me grow. It made me bigger. And I came out with my head held high. Believe me. Marco Rubio questioned your ability to serve during a debate. First of all, I can serve just fine, thank you. You just ask Melania. Do you think a cock gets supermodel trim because it doesn't have the ability to serve? Give me a break. You know what Marco Rubio's problem is? I'll tell you. It's little Marco, okay? People ask me all the time. They say, the Mexicans are rapists. But what about the Cubans? Are they raping too? Well, let me tell you. They want to, but they can't. Because they got a little tiny hot pepper sprout down there, and it's too small to do the raping. That's why we don't have to build a wall to stop the Cubans. It's because of their little pepper peckers. Too small to rape. Mark my words. I have something I want you to hear now. Historians recently announced that Adolf Hitler had a tiny and deformed penis. Just today, that tiny, deformed, and now severely charred penis came out and endorsed you. Listen. Yeah, it's the tiny and deformed schwanz of someone who told it like it is. I think that Donald Trump's schwanz can do to America what I did to Europe. Though I will say, all the Republicans look great. Are you willing to totally disavow Adolf Hitler's tiny and deformed penis and reject its endorsement? Just so you understand, I don't know anything about Adolf Hitler's penis. I don't know what you're talking about with tiny or deformed or any of that. You won't unequivocally say you don't want the backing of Hitler's penis. I have to look at the penis. I don't know what cocks you're talking about. You may have dicks in there that are totally fine. Give me a list of the cocks. Okay. Now, is there anything else you'd like to tell America, Mr. Trump's penis? Just this. If you want to win, I'm your penis. In all the polling, I'm polling incredibly well. Just put me up against Hillary Clinton's vagina and see what happens. See if I don't stick it to her. We are going to make America great again. All right, well, that's it for the final edition Radio Hours interview. Join us in the future when our guests will include the roll of fat on the back of Chris Christie's neck. The final edition Radio Hour will be right back, just like your cancer. We at the final edition Radio Hour have our own YouTube video channel now. So for the enjoyment of our listeners, we're going to show some of our videos right here on the radio. Here we go. Wait, what, what is that? Oh, that's not one of our final edition videos. That's something else. But but what was that? It was a it was a different video. Was that meat? It was lamb. The video is from Kazakhstan. Here, here's a final edition video. Nah, it's the same thing. What are they what are they doing to that guy? Nothing. Okay, here's a video from the final edition radio hour. Your baby is the most important person in your life. So ah, the pre-K jeweler sketch. Yeah, it makes a pretty good video. Yeah. So, in that other video, that one guy's dead now, right? I mean, that was real. Search for the final edition on YouTube, or go to youtube.com slash user slash the final edition one. And just watch the funny videos. There are some others. Don't worry about those. Welcome back to the final edition radio humpback. Celtic Winds is proud to present this St. Patrick's Day, Enya. Singing the classic songs of Ireland, don't you know? Hear her transform songs like Danny Boy. And it's a long way to Tipperary. It's a long way. As well as old favorites like Old Mare's Arse. 
Forgive me, Father. I had a wee bit too much to drink the other night. Fiddlesticks! Away with you! Where's your sack of potatoes? And old foggy bum! Get your tickets today, or ye be damned! Ready for makeup that truly transforms? Experience new deep chisel contouring powders from SFX NYC Fierce. It's contouring to the power of bronze. Sleek, chic, so unique. Get the cheekbones of your dreams in just one sweep. Buy one now and get a free ear contouring mini blush brush. That's deep chisel contouring from SFX NYC Fierce. Believe me, you need it. Any plans for this St. Patrick's Day? I'm going to build a castle out of pillows like my ancestors did. I'll be chasing after short guys and demanding their gold. I'm going to go down to Chelsea and just go to any bar with a rainbow. I'm going to eat a lot of cabbage. You're welcome, co-workers. I'm going to throw up. Not because I'll be drinking. I'm getting chemo. We're just going to dye all the food green so no one notices the mold. I'll probably just go to another Scientology class. It's going to be just like a drunk Thanksgiving. So just like Thanksgiving. When you have a green screen, every day is St. Patrick's Day. I'm going to get into a car accident and paralyze a friend. That's why I dyed my dog green. That's... That's why. Are you telling me the Pogues are booked? I'm going to do a comedy show at the Laugh Factory. It'll probably be pretty calm and uneventful. Well, I have to move all my breakables outside of my house because I'm moving that day. I got $1,000 and I'm going to get me a whole bunch of scratches. I'm going to feed beer to the dog. I'm going to forget about the other half of my heritage and just focus on this one. What's the other half of your heritage? Also Irish, but forget those people. I'm going to take a shot of Jameson's and a shot of Bushmills and just let them fight it out. I'm going to put all my money into an IRA. I'm going to wear my kiss me I'm Irish button. Last year they kicked me out of the woman's shelter. Someone will finally kiss me because I'm Irish. They have to. It's the law. And I can finally take down this mistletoe. I'm going to make corned beef and cabbage like my mom made corned beef and cabbage like her mom made corned beef and cabbage. This corned beef has seen some things. The final edition is proud to present Great Moments in the Life of Nancy Reagan. Number 3. 1980, Nancy secretly meets Ayatollah Khomeini in an undisclosed location somewhere in the Middle East. We need weapons! We need our hostages back. What do you offer, dog of a woman? 77 virgins in one mouthful. You speak in riddles, worthless female. Watch this. Uh, oh, uh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, you can have your infidel hostages. Uh, uh, when do you want them? Right after Bonnie's inauguration. This spring, Batman faces his greatest challenge yet dinner with his family. Can one of you help me set the table? Kind of busy from hanging outside of building all night long. Bat son, come help set the table with your bat mom. I'm right in the middle of a game. Unless that game is preparing yourself for a life of violence, put it away and help your mother. It's Tetris. Why do you always do this? Because the signal is on, on that wall, and that means dinner is ready. Mom, Easter dinner is so lame. Celebrating the resurrection of Christ with your family is not lame. I wish I was you, Dad, because then my parents would be dead. Settle down, everyone. No need to fight. I've made this delicious ham. Woof woof. I'm Bat Dog. Can someone take that dog outside? The dog got into the potatoes. Stop looking at each other and adjusting your belts. 
pull a dog out of the potatoes. Two hours later. What's for dessert, Ma? It's some pies. I made pies from scratch. Apple, cherry, pineapple, blueberry, custard, key lime, meringue, lemon meringue, whipped cream, mustard. Could this be the end of Batman? Let me ask Grandpa if he's okay. I'm okay. Why are you voting for Donald Trump? Because Trump tells it like it is. The whole system is rotten and everyone's bought. The other candidates can't say it, but Trump can. Trump will tell you the truth. Trump will tell you that Trump is rich and that Trump can fix everything. Only Trump will tell you that. All Muslims all over the world are just the same three guys running around using different names and exchanging outfits. Everybody knows this, but Trump's the only one who says it. There's a kind of frosting that cures AIDS, and liberals won't let you have some. Trump's the only one talking about it. Everyone knows if you get a baby young enough, you can mold its head into any shape you want. But you won't hear that from the lamestream media. We all know the movie Shrek was based on a true story. Shrek is still walking around out there someplace. He's got, like, the strength of an ape. And no one will even acknowledge it. Except Trump. Army snipers are trying to kill me because I'm white. Donald Trump is the only one who gets it. There's a certain kind of paint. And if you cover yourself with it, you're strong enough to stop cars. But none of the candidates will talk about it. Except one. Donald Trump. He says what you're thinking. love face contouring but wish your cheekbones could be even more defined then you're going to love our new deep chisel contouring chisel from sfx nyc fierce it's contouring to the power of bronze literally our bronze chisel scrapes away unwanted face flesh leaving your cheekbones exposed like a skeleton now that's definition that'll make your selfies really pop buy one now and get a free lip gloss that's the Deep Chisel Contouring Chisel from SFX NYC Fierce. Believe me, your natural face is an atrocity, and you need to fix it immediately. And now, Rupert and Jerry make whoopee. Oh, honey, I love your wrinkled, nut-free scrotal sack and shriveled ward of the penis. Will it ever get hard? It's fully erect right now, my postmenopausal poppet. Climb on board. You're going to need a Niagara of Viagra. I love it when you skip youthfully to my big, soft billionaire's bed and trip on one of your breasts. I love it when you fart in bed and all that comes out is dust. I can't tell if you're wearing form-fitted pleated pants or if that's just your skin. Naughty boy toy, I'd tell you to act your age, but I'm worried you'll die. Tony, I'm not comfortable doing this. It's pretty ageist. Ageist? How can it be ageist when I'm older than Jerry Hall? Being older than someone doesn't mean you can ridicule her just for being old. Anyway, you're younger than Rupert Murdoch. Slightly. I believe it's ageist to say that I, who am aged, can't write jokes about the aged being aged, whatever their age. Maybe you believe that because you're a little confused? Because of your age? Hey, that's a trigger. I do not feel safe in this conversation. I need a safe space. <laughs> so do I, from this sketch. Do you realize I'm an ageism survivor? I have been all my life. All your life? Yes. Even as a kid, I was the victim of ageist assault. From younger kids. <laughs> okay, you win. Let's finish the sketch. Oh, my woe equal baby, no hair, no teeth, and you just wet yourself. Oh, my precious kissy, blissy ghoul next door. Hey, my cuddly, ugly news corpse. Let's call Mick to come over. We can have a two and a half some. <laughs> The final edition is proud to present Great Moments in the Life of Nancy Reagan. Number 4, 1987, Nancy meets Mikhail Gorbachev. 
by Mrs. Dragon. What are you doing in my bedroom? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down those pants! Welcome back to the Final Edition Radio Hour. Now, we've been celebrating anniversaries recently on the Final Edition. Now, to our surprise, we were contacted by a key person in the success, if you can call it that, of legendary band Spinal Tap. We were contacted by its ex-manager and still biggest fan, Sir Ian Faith. He seemed very anxious to discuss our use of the term slime ball when discussing his role in managing the band. Now, hold on, fans of Spinal Tap and satire and music and the whole world. We have on the line right now, from his current home in the South Pacific, Sir Ian Faith. Hello, Sir Ian. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. hello. Thank you so much for calling in. Now, before we get started, let me congratulate you on your knighthood. Now, I had always assumed a knighthood because I was an idiot, but we weren't really aware, officially here in the United States, that you'd appeared on the Queen's Birthdays Honors List. Well, actually, I haven't. But you are a knight, right? A sir of the United Kingdom? Near enough. I was knighted by the, uh, well, a monarch of the British Commonwealth. Queen Elizabeth? No, King Aho Itu, Anu Aki Otonga, Toku Aho Topu IV of Tonga, where I now make my home. I was knighted for services to the nation, specifically moving the Rock and Roll Managers Hall of Fame to Nuku Alofa, capital of Tonga, from its original home in Dorking, England. Plus, there was a small knighting fee. Hold on, there's a place in England called Dorking? Yes, it seemed like an appropriate place name for the Rock and Roll Managers Hall of Fame. And let me guess, the Rock and Roll Managers Hall of Fame was your idea? Uh, The Hall of Fame has been a pet project of my post-tap years, yes. But it belongs to the whole world now. And who's been inducted into this Hall of Fame? Well, at one time or another, Andrew Oldham of The Stones, um, Richard Cole of Led Zeppelin, Malcolm McLaren of The Sex Pistols, and many other greats. Posthumously, um, Brian Epstein and Bill Graham. And they've all been inducted, I mean, actually, physically. Well, not Brian Epstein or Bill Graham. They're a long time dead. You, you seem a little sceptical about this legendary institution. Well, not at all. I mean, why would anyone express skepticism about a project founded by Sir Ian Faith? But we digress a little. On the subject of death, there's something I should clear up for all our listeners and fans. Aren't you supposed to be dead? Well, this goes back some years. Um, In the official history of TAP, they reunited in 1992 at my funeral in New York. The boys experienced such ecstasy dancing on my grave that they decided to get back together. That much is true. But the real truth is, I felt sorry for them, so in order to reunite them, I faked my own death. Wait, why would you pull off such a daring hoax? I mean, you could have been buried alive or cremated alive or... My motivation, as always, was the welfare of the band. Which intersects, by the way, with your unwarranted allegations in Ray the term slimeball. And while we're on the subject, let me point out, much of what we call slime can be very nutritious. You could live for years on pond scum and never get cancer. Metaphorically speaking, balls of slime are rarely what they seem. You seem very eager to defend what a slime ball is. A year before my death, Tap's business affairs had become, let's say, tangled. And I felt it was best to take upon myself uh, the responsibility for these various, well, indiscretions. Indiscretions on your part? They weren't crimes. They were collective indiscretions I'd individually undertaken, in some cases involving massive fraud, as a representative of the band. But only as a representative of the band. But only as a representative of the band. Not on my own recognizance. Perish the thought. So you were defrauding people on the band's behalf? Not to the best of my recollection, but yes. I had received advances from interests in Eastern in Eastern Europe. I had received advances from interests in Eastern Europe for albums that were yet to be recorded. And now such sums get eaten up like that when you're funding a band with the artistic sweep of Spinal Tap. Fulfilling their vision involved going to certain secluded places so that they could work in peace, or more precisely, my going to certain secluded places so they could work in peace. Anyway, that was when I quite openly, 
not openly as far as everyone else was concerned, I was being open with myself, hmm. embezzled large sums to draw attention away from the potentially damaging indiscretions that had been committed by the band collectively without their knowledge by me. Well, that certainly could lead to a reputation as a slime ball, right? But now that I know and understand your pure motives, I must say most managers would not make that type of sacrifice. My strategy, as always, was to make sure... My strategy was to make sure the authorities would blame only me for those apparent crimes and then kill myself. And the band could blame you, too. Well, you made yourself a martyr for them. Indeed. As it says in the Bible... Greater love hath no manager than that he lay down his life for his band. It takes a certain subtlety of mind to grasp that you would steal from someone for their own benefit. Exactly. Precisely. It was beyond them, frankly. But I've always said the band's talents are intuitive, not cerebral. They don't have minds in the usual sense of the word. Okay, but how did you actually pull off this faking-your-own-death hoax? Well, it's remarkably easy to die in... Well, it's remarkably easy to die in New York City. All it took was a hotel manager with long experience in dealing with overdosed corpses on his premises, which happens every day at the Chelsea, an apparent three-week drug binge, hmm. a sympathetic undertaker I'd met in Beirut called Hassan, six scuba tanks of oxygen in the coffin, and $11,000, plus tips. I won't go into the details, but being alive for your own funeral is a harrowing experience. I mean, to hear Nigel yell in the cemetery as the first clod of earth hit the top of the coffin, Ta-ta, Ian, come back as something I can eat. Wow, that is cold. Oh, oh, I understood, though. It, it's a classic survivor thing. Still, I mean, considering all you've done for them, that's a pretty heartless thing to say. Well, it wasn't the first time. I mean, years ago, during one of our Japanese tours, I, I was having a bit of a fling with David's girlfriend, Janine Pittibone. Whoa, 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 really? I mean, after all the conflict you guys, the two of you and her, you were doing, look on screen, it didn't look like you got along at all. Well, that was all for show. We'd been bonking for months. So anyway, David got wind of it and took out a contract on my life. Wow. And gave the contract to Nigel. <sighs> so Nigel tries to off me with this bright day-glow blue rat poison. It shows up on salad, you know. It's supposed to, so you won't eat it. That goes back to the whole band not having minds in the usual sense of the word Exactly, thing. exactly. But I miss them on some level. I mean, there's one thing about cretins. They're easy to manage. But I put all that rancor behind me. Still, of course, things weren't easy. Now, it must be hard to get much professional traction when people think you're dead, right? Yes, but music is a universal language, isn't it? And as Hemingway said, go further. Huh? Or was it the Marquis de Sade? Hmm. After all, I was only dead in England and the US. This was the late 90s. Hassan knew some moderate Iranians inside Iran who wanted to soften Iran's image in Europe and Asia. Boom! I'm teeming with ideas. I set up a label. Moderate records. They love it. Millions of riles come in from Tehran. Boom! I come up with a new band. The Mullers of Invention. They love that too. More millions. So you're diversifying by, by uh, I find music some Turkish to... kids in Bremen who looked Iranian, bought them a Marshall stack and some Gibson SGs. But they had no songs. Now, I'm sitting on this back catalogue of songs by a group called Spinal Tap, which for all intents and purposes doesn't exist anymore. So that's how Spinal Tap's back catalogue ended up in Tehran. I slipped the songs into Moderate's catalogue to get them started. You sold them to the Iranians? No, 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 no. I contributed the catalogue to the Mullers for a specified time in return for my salary. Technically, the catalogue is... Technically, the songs are owned by... Ali Akbar Hashemi Rasfajani. Technically. But spiritually, they belong to TAP. And always will. Okay, fine. Now, you'd reestablish yourself as a player in the rock world, right? Yes, uh, and after that, in fact, I made a foray into world music. I went to South Africa and lined up some very interesting musicians. Like Paul Simon did? Yes, but very much unlike him as well. My chaps were white. Afrikaners. This was after apartheid, so they didn't have much to do. And they incorporate a lot of fascinating elements not usually found in black African music, like bass drums and tubas. What kind of music do they play? Military, but with an umpa flavour. It can be very moving. 
and their choral work sends shivers up your spine. Do they have the same message of peace and brotherhood that Graceland had and still does? Well, no, but uh, white bigots are everywhere on Earth, too. Don't they have the right to their own world music? Uh, well, when you put it like that, I, I guess they do. And what's this group called? Raceland. Okay, now, to wrap it up, I, I want to ask a question that's on everyone's mind, all the fans out there. Is there any chance of you ever getting back together with Spinal Tap? That would be a dream, Jeff, to be back with the boys. Not that it would be easy. But I am the fifth member of Spinal Tap. They're Pete Best, they're Brian Epstein and Murray the K, all wrapped up in one. And there are so many memories, so many difficult memories. There's a lot of history there. My whole point in calling, really, is that what you call slime ballery, the embezzlement, the fraud, the illegal transfers, the skimming, was my way of saying, I love you, Tap. I'm very fond of our body of work together, our oeuvre, but the boys aren't boys anymore. Not a hair between them, and I've still got all of mine. Uh, coming up fast on the old bucket. The only time, frankly, I'm likely to get down with Spinal Tap now is at their tribute concert. Wow. Are you sure you meant it when you said that I love you tap? Listen, a few years ago, I got into the market with something called CDDOs, Compact Disc Derivative Options, very complex rock-related financial instruments. I won't try to explain them to you. You're a creative person. Hmm. Anyway, I built up huge holdings, then at just the right moment, shorted the market. Now I live in a South Pacific paradise with my beloved Janine and my two younger wives. Life is good. And you know why, Jeff? Because it's all sex, drugs, and no rock and roll. Wow, well that does kind of sound like fun, and that I guess was uh, Sir Ian Faith. He got off the line real quickly, but and once again, for fans of music and movies and uh, history and everything else uh thanks for joining us on another great interview here on the final edition radio hour serene faith of the band spinal tap
The Final Edition Radio Hour. We'll be right back. Tony, we got to come up with a promo. Our listeners don't know enough about all the great stuff the Final Edition does. Even when we tell them it's all this like blah, 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 dot, 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 URL crap. No one gets what that is on radio. They just tune it out. Well, I have the perfect way to hold their attention while we give them the goods. When I was at the National Lampoon in the 70s, our most famous cover had a cute mutt with a 38 Magnum to its head and the legend, buy this magazine or we'll shoot this dog. Yeah, I remember that, but how does that help us? It was a visual image for a magazine. Meet Freckles. Freckles? Oh, there, there. Good boy. What's the matter then? Also, meet my 38 Magnum. Jesus Christ, you have a gun? Don't wave that thing around here. Is that thing loaded? Sure is. Hey, listeners to the Final Edition Radio Hour on Progressive Voices on TuneIn. If you don't stay tuned to this promo while Jeff gives you all the necessary info about our fabulous website and our fabulous YouTube channel and other fabulous stuff we do, I will shoot this dog. Jesus, man, take the gun out of that defenseless animal's ear. Uh Uh-uh. Give him a good, Jeff. Oh, my God. Poor Frickles. Okay, fine. Hey, listeners to the Final Edition Radio Hour, you want more of what we do, go to thefinaledition.com. Our radio airs on this network on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday at 8, as well as Wednesday at midnight. We've also got an album, we've got a Twitter feed, we've got a great YouTube channel, Facebook, everything you can want at thefinaledition.com. Now, tell them to tap all that into their iPhones, or leave themselves an audio memo. No, I won't. I told them enough, Tony. I'm calling the SSA. Tell them, tell them, or the dog gets it. I'm cocking the gun right now. Okay, listeners... Please, uh, write this down, thefinaledition.com, thefinaledition.com. Go there for everything you want from the final edition, or this crazy old British coot is going to plug old Freckles. Okay, that wasn't so hard, was it? Come here, Freckles, you dumb old chum. Hey, hey, get down. Get, get down. Get away from me. Get you crazy cunt. Good job, Freckles. Get, get him. Sick him. Oh, yeah, this is Jeff Chrysler God. for the final edition of Radio Hour on Progressive Voices on oh, TuneIn. 8 p.m. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday nights. Midnight on Wednesday. No, oh, Freckles, put that thing down. You don't have opposable thumbs. No. The final edition is proud to present Great Moments in the Life of Nancy Reagan. Number five, from 1989 on. Oh, Mommy, you're no commie. Oh, there you go again. Oh, here I come again. Oh, honey, I forgot to fuck. And now a new exciting final edition character, Surfer Dude. Uh, excuse me, I think this is my seat. Yo, my name's Surfer Dude. No problem, bro. My mistake. Uh, welcome aboard Flight 769, departing Boston and arriving in Los Angeles. Our flight time will be approximately 6 hours and 40 minutes. However, we will have to divert the plane to a landing strip somewhere near San Diego in order to let off an intoxicated and threatening passenger. Whoa, that's kind of weird, isn't it? Oh, he's just kidding around, I bet. Well, he better be, because I got some serious drinking to do, Brahim. What? Excuse me, sir, but you're not allowed to drink alcohol purchased outside this plane. Seriously? You're going to take away my nips? You'll have to calm down, sir. You're welcome to purchase any of our alcoholic beverages. We have beer, wine, brandy, vodka. I don't know. Are we somewhere near Denver yet? No, sir. Should I come back later? Yeah, would you please? Of course. This is your captain speaking. We are now somewhere near Denver. Excuse me, sir, but you're not allowed to drink alcohol purchased outside this plane. Seriously? You're going to take away my nips? You'll have to calm down, sir. You're welcome to purchase any of our alcoholic beverages. We have beer, wine, brandy, vodka. I don't know. Are we somewhere near San Diego yet? Yes, sir. The captain just announced it. We're all going to die! 
We're all gonna die. I'm it's drunk and What's wrong with goodness. it? Take his nips. Take, away, take his nips away. I credit the flight crew and the rest of the passengers for subduing me until the plane lands safely. He's got a bomb. Stay back. I am not a terrorist. I'm just a really drunk guy who is out of control. Do not arrest me. This is a customer service issue. And I have a bomb. No one survived Flight 769 to Los Angeles. No one, that is, except Surfer Dude. Hey, are, are you all right? Why, it's a miracle you got out of that plane alive. What was it like up there? What? It was just like, you get the best barrels ever, dude. Just like you pull in and you get spit out of them, and then you drop in and you get just smack the lip and drop down like you're going, blah! And then after that, you just drop in and ride the barrel and get pitted. So pitted! Like that. Thank you for enjoying this edition of our new exciting and dynamic final edition content. Until next time. Whoa, dudes. I'm surfing, dude. What? Today on Clickbait. Some cute things my kid did when we put him to sleep. A list of 12 celebrities you thought were dead and are. What Soren Kierkegaard says about your favorite star of The Expendables 4. A neighbor complained about the noise from a crying puppy. This inspiring message was burned into his lawn. Guavas or mangoes? Which are more fuckable? Take my quiz and see if you know why Karen doesn't love me. Check out a video of a guy doing something that would really surprise you if you knew him. And a list of six things in my pocket that smell. Not counting the pocket itself. You won't believe number five. That's clickbait. It's nothing. Formatted. And now, one of our many interviews with Donald Trump's penis. Hello there, Mr. Trump's penis. Hi. I'm sorry, the listeners can't hear you. Can you please speak up? Hi. It seems you're quite shy. I don't get out much. Really? Mr. Trump likes to keep me tucked away, unless it's time for the Chinese boy to play with me. Well, why is that? Because he's the only person who thinks I'm big. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I just have a couple more questions for you. Okay, but just a couple. I don't last long. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be sure to make it a quickie. We all know Mr. Trump has some very strong views about immigration. What are your thoughts? You know, he can be a bit of a hard ass, but I'm just a big softie. So you think we should let everyone in? Works for me. Me too. That's Mr. Trump's asshole. He also has an open door policy. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen, for this very insightful interview. Next week, we're live with Hillary Clinton's vagina. I'm looking forward to speaking with you, Mrs. Clinton's vagina. I'm going to eat you alive. Orlando voters, are you ready to rock the Florida primary? Let me ask you this. Who likes me in this room? Not very convincing, guys. I don't usually admit this, but I am a highly sensitive individual right now. My poll numbers are softening, and I need your support now more than ever. So on the count of three, everyone yell, We love Donald Trump, okay? One, two, three. We love Donald Trump. Don't lie to me, people. I can tell when you're lying. I am very fragile. I'm sweaty. And I'm scared. And to be honest, I just peed my pants with my big orange cock. I can't afford to lose any more voters. Let's all take an oath. Everyone, raise your right hand and repeat after me. I do solemnly swear 
I do solemnly swear that I, no matter how I feel, that I, no matter how I feel, no matter if my loser friends change my mind, no matter if my loser friends change my mind, or I come to my better senses on my own, or I come to my better senses on my own, will still vote for Donald J. Trump. Will still vote for Donald J. Trump. On March 15th. On March 15th. No matter if I know deep down. No matter if I know deep down. That I'm supporting a self-obsessed baby. That I'm supporting a self-obsessed baby. Will still vote for. Will still vote for. And not stab the back of. And not stab the back of. My hero. My hero. Donald. Donald. J. J. Trump. Trump. Okay, good. I needed that. You know, you guys are... Wait a minute. You had your fingers crossed, didn't you? Yes, you did. I am a self-conscious teenage girl right now. I am breaking out into hives. I'm borderline suicidal up here. Why don't you like me? Why? Prove it. Do a blood oath. Pledge your lives to me for the rest of eternity. Now take out your pocket knives. It's Florida. I know you got them. Slice your hands and high-five the person standing next to you. Go. The person standing next to you is a liar. Stab them in the back. Do it. If you love me, you'll stab their back before they stab mine. Kill them if you love Donald Trump. Kill, 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 kill. I'm still not convinced, people. Thanks for listening to the Final Edition Radio Hour. The voices of the Final Edition are performed by Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Jeff Hendrick, Dan Vitale, Jessica Park, Jeff Chrysler, Barry Lank, John Marshall, Abby Parker, Rachel Rauch, Steve Rosenfield, James Mount, Rob Miller, Leah Krinsky, Kayla Merrill, Andrew Danish, Leslie Shapira, and Tuchel, and Darby Worley. Credit to our writers at the Final Edition Radio Hour. Bruce Cherry, Jim Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Jeff Hendrick, Jessica Park, Abby Parker, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Barry Lank, Leslie Shapira, Kurt Weitzman, Leah Krinsky, Kate Knowles, Jeremy Rayburn, and Steve Rosenfield. The Final Edition is produced and directed by Tony Hendra and Jeff Chrysler. West Coast production by Barry Lank. Audio edited and engineered by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. The Final Edition Radio Hour is the property of the Final Edition LLC. Copyright 2015.